I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome back to Discovery Call Podcast. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we're talking to Kathleen Lawson. She is a brilliant business strategist, and one of the things I love about doing this podcast is I get to sit down with a fellow online business owner, and then as the conversation is going along, I realize, oh my goodness, this is for me. I needed to hear this today, and it really lets me know that I think I think this conversation is something that you may need to hear too. So I'm really excited for you to meet Kathleen. Also to say I am recovering from COVID this week. It hit me really hard on Monday and Tuesday, and I will say it's been a fairly light case, except for the brain fog. Like I I am convinced I am functioning with about 50% of my brain right now, but it's working. (laughs) So we're getting there. All that to say, if it's been a week, I hear ya. But this conversation with Kathleen is going to be the pickup you need And I am hoping that all of you find her, book a coffee chat, get to know someone new, or even book a discovery call and find out how you can work together. Because I have a gut feeling whoever works with Kathleen, their business and the way they do their business changes dramatically. And that's just exciting. So without further ado, let's listen to our conversation with Kathleen. Welcome to the podcast. Kathleen, can you share with our guest like who you are and just what you do? Sure. Well, my name is Kathleen Lawson, and I am a business strategist. I work primarily with service-based business owners, and they are the creative, big-picture thinker, idea-generator kind of people. And they typically get into their business because they have a passion for what they do, they start getting some clients, but because they're sort of like these big picture creative types, they often struggle with execution. And there's often a lack of structure in their business. They kind of wing things. And so they're moving along, they're getting some clients, but they typically find that they bump up against a wall. And it's because of this challenge with execution and not having the structure, they're really kind of their own biggest bottleneck. And so I guide them in implementing the structure and the routines to help them achieve their goals and manage their business so that they can take their business intentionally and confidently towards their vision, towards the next level. So I work, I I take them through a framework that I've developed. I call it path of action. And it's really about getting them into focused action, moving towards their vision. And so what we do is we clarify that vision. We prioritize short-term goals. That's really a big challenge for a lot of these entrepreneurs because they're trying to do everything at once. So learning to prioritize, we We do the planning, we put the processes and systems in place, and then we really focus on execution and that gets them moving in the direction that they want. And I work with my clients one-to-one and I also run a group program where business owners focus on a couple of goals over a 12-week period. So what led you down this path of developing this whole system and, and program and really finding your niche of like the creatives, right? The visionaries. I am just so curious in the story to get there. Well, you know, I really love what I do. And one of the things that I love is that I've 
actually been able to take everything I've ever done <laughs> and it's sort of evolved into this. I started in marketing, actually I started in advertising and marketing, and then I worked in corporate project management. I've done some small business coaching and sales. And so a few years ago, I sort of started this iteration of my business. And I thought I was going to go a little bit more on the operation side. And the first client I had, I said, all right, what are we doing? And she said, I don't know, what should I do? And I thought, okay, I guess I'm a strategist now. And so it really, it just sort of evolved. And I saw that there was a gap in this area that a lot, you find a lot of coaches who focus on sort of like the big picture and the high level strategy, but the execution piece, there was a big gap in that. And it really matched my skills and what I like to do. I'm, I'm one of those people, you start talking about an idea and I'm like immediately unraveling it and trying to figure out how we're going to get there. So with all of my experience and what I've done, and sort of my natural inclinations. It just was sort of the the natural evolution. You could see that there was the implementers and then there's a business owner, but then you saw that they had a hard time acting out the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. There was kind of a gap for the small business owners that I work with in terms of execution. You know, they've got the vision of where they want to go but they often struggle with how to get there. And what ends up happening is they either end up sort of spinning, like almost like on a hamster wheel. They're just kind of like doing the the stuff over and and they're not moving forward or they're totally paralyzed. And I run into a lot of those too. It's like, I just don't know what to do first. I don't know what to do next. So I'm just going to sit here and I'm not doing anything. And so they need help getting into that focused action. And so looking at, well, where do we want to go? What are the steps to get there? Well, let's prioritize them. What do we need to do first? What do we need to do next? Let's, Let's create a plan. So now we have a roadmap. Let's put the processes in place to support all that. And then we work on all the strategies on how they really manage themselves as a CEO. And there's so much to that. You know, it's interesting because so many people come into this world and it's funny because their first thought is, all right, I work for myself so I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And they throw all the structure out the window. And then what they learn is like, oh, the structure is a good thing. And the structure is actually going to set me free if I kind of build some of that. And it's going to help me work on the right things. And it's going to, you know, all those boundaries. And so they eventually kind of come back and they, you know, they learn that that's a good thing. And so that's a, that's a big part of what I help them with as well, how to really manage themselves as the CEO of their own business. Yeah, that is so true. Yes. Sometimes the open free terrain does not actually mean freedom. It just means you can really get lost (laughs) in all of that. Yeah, you end up working all the hours, all the time. It is very hard to also like have the life that you want to have. You know, you've got to put some boundaries around it. And if you have goals that you're really focused on, you need to have some structure to that to make sure that you're moving towards those. I mean, if, if you're just kind of looking to do the day-to-day stuff, then that's fine. But if you've got plans to get somewhere or something big you're trying to accomplish, you need to focus on how you're going to get there and what you're going to do. Yeah. Do you also find that you have a lot of clients who have actually tried to learn all the strategy, right? They they took the course or they did something, but then they just almost feel like, I can't take in another strategy session. 
until I start figuring out how to act out the strategies I've already tried to learn. It's like, a, I don't know, information overload. Like you just, you're stuck in this like learning paralysis in a way. hundred percent. And I think that's a function of, you know, social media and there's just so much information out there at our fingertips. And I think that is what happens. Sometimes it's, you know, just, you know, accidental, like you're just, all the stuff is coming in, but sometimes people are avoiding the hard things. It's like, oh, I'll take a training, you know, and they feel like they're working, but it's like, this isn't helping you. You need to stop and implement. And so, yeah, that's, I think that's a huge, huge issue. And I try and be really conscious of that myself because I'm a learner. I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I could, if there was a job that paid me just to learn all the time, <laughs> I would I would love that. But I've recognized that, you know, that's not going to get me anywhere. And so I have to be really conscious of that. And, you know, and I get really particular about the books I read or the workshops I take or, you know, the programs that I get involved with and try and be really strategic about, about that so that I don't go down that bunny hole because it is, I think it's a, a definitely a very real trap that we can get stuck in. It is. I used to joke too that if someone could pay me to just go to college for the rest yes. of my life, I would do it. Like there's so many cool <laughs> classes out there. I get a couple of degrees. I don't know what I do with them, but I just love learning. So like I, I know. connected with that so well. And <laughs> yes. And I think maybe that's why I even asked that question because I connect with the fact that I tend to just love to learn and, but I sometimes will take out that step of implementation. And that's what I really love about your work is that it's not just about, I'm going to give you a great strategy because you will, but I'm also going to walk alongside you and break that down so that we're actually living it out because that is where the transformation happens. But when you love to learn, you think you're doing all the work, but you actually haven't yet. <laughs> you haven't done the implementation. So what would be like that one thing you would love business owners to just really think about today from this podcast? I think one of the most important things for a business owner who's trying to really step into their role as a CEO is to take control of their time. I think that's really one of the most important things. And the thing is, if you don't take control of your time, you're going to find your time prioritized for you by other people, projects, last minute things, lack of organization, like a million things. And so you need to be really intentional about your time. So a couple of strategies um, or a couple of tips that I like to talk about in this area. One is about adding structure around how you schedule your time. So there's like a lot of different strategies there, but one of the really big impactful things you can do is focus on your business first and then your client work. So this is a this is something that trips up a lot of business owners. They will try and grow their business really in the nooks and crannies of their day and it's you know that's that's that doesn't work and they always focus on the client work first, but the truth is you will always get the client work done no matter how tired you are, how late it is. If you have something that you need to deliver for a client, you will power through. But it's 
the things for your business, the follow-up you need to do, the you know blog posts you need to write, reaching out to prospects, it's the first thing that you blow off when things get crazy or you get tired. And so one of the things I work with business owners on is scheduling that first. So a lot of times it's, you know, you do that in the morning and then maybe you start your client calls at 10 or 11 or something like that. And so you have to, you know, it's not enough just to have the strategy and the plan, but you have to actually prioritize it, schedule it, time block it. So that's one. A second, a second tip around taking control of your time is to implement a, a planning practice so that you can make sure that you are spending your time on the right things. So I'm a big proponent of weekly planning. That's a, a big thing for me. In fact, I have a free download that's that's a checklist that takes you through a weekly planning practice. And when you carve out time to plan your week, then that's giving you the time and space to say, all right, these are all the things that I'm supposed to be working on. Do I see my goals reflected here? Like, how am I going to prioritize this? What can I get rid of? But it gives you the time and space to do that versus just kind of being in the day and, and like, oh my gosh, what's next? And what's next? And what's, you know, blowing up around me? So this is giving you the space to be intentional about that. And the third thing is really to leverage your time through systems. And, you know, there are systems opportunities and every area of your business from like the beginning marketing, you know, lead generation to how you service your clients to all the back end things. So like an example would be onboarding clients. That's a place that a lot of business owners can waste a lot of time because they'll literally reinvent the wheel with every new person they bring into the business. So just even defining like these are the things I need to do, even if it's written out in a paper checklist that will save business owners a lot of time and stress and having to rethink this. And then once you have it defined, then you can start automating pieces of it or delegating pieces of it, but you'll never get to that if you don't actually define it first. And like I said, you can, there's systems opportunities in all parts of your business. And so that just sort of leveraging your time, think, starting to think that way, like how can I systemize this? How can I leverage this? So those are three kind of strategies around taking control of your time. So adding a little structure to how you schedule it, that planning practice to make sure you're working on the right things with the time that you have and leveraging through systems. Those are those are three things that I like to work with clients on. And it's they're all such game changers. Right. That first thing you talked about kind of hit me hard because you're right. We get client work done. I mean... <laughs> No matter what, I, like you wake up at an early time or you stay up a little late, you just kind of get that stuff done. But in my mindset is always client first, then me and my business. Now, I've heard this before. Rachel Peterson, she's a social media manager, queen of social media. And she said, do your marketing before you do your clients. I thought, oh, that's yeah. a really good idea. But now here because, you reinforce it. I'm like, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? Your clients are going to come and go, but your business has to has to carry through and it has to grow if it's going to sustain you. Because what can happen is you can like put your, put your head up and look around and realize, oh my gosh, I haven't, you know, I have no pipeline left. I haven't posted whatever in forever. I haven't followed up with these people. Like, you know, all of that. I mean, it's, if you don't keep your pipeline full and, you know, all the things happening, your business is going to come to a screeching halt. So that's got to be your priority. And like I said, it's not just enough to like say that you actually have to schedule that in there to make it happen. Right. And treat it like a real deadline, not just something you can kick the can down the road. That 
is probably that big mental shift that has to happen. <laughs> so now you now you have to implement. You've got to figure out, you know, and that's a big part of it. Like, what are the systems that you can put in place to make sure you do that? So, like time blocking, like actually schedule that. If you have an accountability partner, you you know you report to them. Hey. I'm going to make sure that I do my business stuff first every day, make, you know, make sure that I'm talking about it, hold me to this. And, you know, like, what is it that you have to put in place to make sure that you execute on that? Yeah, I've heard even some people do that. It's kind of like the idea of mirroring each other. So like you don't Mm -hmm. actually like talk to each other. You just kind of hop on and say, I'm going to accomplish this. And then they say they're going to accomplish. Yeah, the co-working thing. You could do that online too. And I'm like, that's fascinating to me. So yeah, there's a lot of the networking, like the small networking groups I'm in offer co-working times. And then I'm like hearing too about apps that you can pay like a really minimal fee and have somebody that just like you, you get, you know, you go online and you get paired up with somebody and then you can do that. But I, I, I think the co-working is a really good thing because you're carving out the time, you're showing up and that's really 80% of it. You know, if you can, if you show up at that time, then you're going to do that. That's why like my planning time is great because it's such an important thing, planning your week. But again, something that so many people blow off because it's like, oh, I don't need to do that. Like, it'll be fine. And once you get into the habit of doing that and you don't do it some week, you realize how critical it is. And so, you know, these are things that the co-working is a great way to get that done. Yeah, it's it's so true. I am sure there's people listening in and they're like, I so badly need this in my life. So what are some of like the packaged offerings that you have just so they could be aware of that? Sure. So I do work with clients one-to-one. Those are 100% custom engagements based on client goals. So I meet with someone and we'll talk through what it is that they are trying to accomplish. And then I'll put together a proposal and a work plan. And those engagements are never shorter than three months, but often six months and beyond. So that might be somebody who's got kind of like a lot of things in their business they're trying to pull together. And then I run a, I've been running a group program for two years. It's called Close the Gap. It's about closing the gap between where you are and where you're trying to be. And it's a 12-week program where a business owner will focus on one or two or maybe even three goals over 12 weeks. And this one is packed with value. I meet with every member up front for a strategy session where we lay out the plan. And then it's a group. It's a small group. I cap it at six people. So everyone gets a lot of focused attention. We meet every week. Plus they have the option to show up on Friday and do their CEO hour, which is their weekly planning that I facilitate. That is a great program. Some people focus on some projects. Some really work on implementing structure and routine. I also do quarterly CEO power planning. It's a a two and a half hour planning workshop where you can set your plan for the next 12 weeks. I'm a really big believer in the 12-week year, that kind of shorter term planning. I think annual goals really are difficult for small business owners. That shorter time frame um, is a lot more practical. You know, when you're sitting here, like even where we are now, March 1st, you know, thinking about things in November and December, it's just so far away. And it's, you know, it's just not practical. Plus, like, there's there's no urgency. But when you set a 12-week goal, 90 days, like that is some urgency you can get behind and it gets you, you know, more into action. So I always, I do everything kind of based on that 
time frame. And I also offer strategy sessions. A lot of people will work with me. They're looking for help in working out a plan or working through a process in their business. And so I do a lot of strategy sessions as well. So a few different ways. Excellent. I love the I love the the variety, right? So if you just need that strategy session or you need that quarterly planning and then there's the weekly planning and I just, yeah, that is perfect. And I also love the fact that you do that strategy session with the group coaching before the group coaching begins, because I think we could kind of miss out on that part when we do this group coaching experiences, walking away with like a personalized strategy with the expert that's leading. So I think that is fantastic. You know, it's funny because that was when I originally set up the group, I didn't have that. And one of the first people who joined showed up with eight goals. <laughs> and I said, um, I'm like, you can't do eight. You can't accomplish these eight things over the next 12 weeks. And I realized I needed to back up my starting point. And so then the strategy session became part of that. I send something out in advance and it's a, it's, there's some reflection and brainstorming, but then we do the strategy session to nail down the goals and create the plan. And very often what people come in with isn't what, what we end up working on because as we start talking through it and, you know, we we talk about what's going to have the biggest impact on your business right now. Like, do you need to focus on something you know, revenue generating? Do you need to focus on, you know, backend systems? Like what is it you need to focus on? And once we get talking about that, sometimes, sometimes that changes, but yeah, that strategy session, I've had people say, you know, this is worth the price of the whole thing. Like it's just this really intense session and them having a executable plan at the end of it. So, and I love doing them. They're so much fun. I love digging into people's businesses and figuring out you know, all the things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It makes the group coaching feel like a bonus, right? <laughs> I love yeah, it. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. I recently just had a conversation yesterday about, about someone that I'm, I'm working with a little bit. And it's interesting because after unpacking things, I said, you have an income issue. Like we need to generate income before we start building a membership and this course kind of the idea of like oftentimes we're we're building our dream house but when we actually need to start with a starter house and then start continuing to build from there you still have a house it's great (laughs) it's just let's start where we need to start so i love that yeah yeah well and in that case too like very often it's like you can't do the group things until you work with somebody one-on-one, like you learn like all the strategies and you learn how to do that, then you can start to scale. So exactly, exactly. And there is build the foundation. Yeah. And build that foundation is so huge. And I I don't know if it's as much of a craze now, but I know a few years ago, the passive income course, you Mm. know, and everyone was making a course and they had a beautiful course, but there was no strategy and how to get people in and so like you have a lot of people with these amazing courses. They're like, yeah, I spent a ton of money making it. And now I just don't know, have no strategy on how to feed anything to it. So <laughs> it's right. interesting. And, and ads can be expensive. Like you have to have a good strategy if you're going get, to get into the ads end of things. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like a beautiful course without any system or sales system around it isn't going to do much. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm. So Kathleen, what is inspiring you right now? 
Well, a couple, a lot of things, actually. I like being inspired. So one of the networking groups that I'm in, we have a little book club and we're reading High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard, which is, I had never read before. So I like that. I'm listening to it, actually. You know, it's funny. I read fiction, but I'd listen to nonfiction. And I think it's because I like to hear it in the author's voice. Yeah. It finally kind of made that connection in my head. So I like, I like that. And I'm in a lot of these little networking groups and I love to hear the different members talk about their businesses. So I always, you know, that's always inspiring to me learning about what other people are doing and their expertise. So I try and attend a lot of that. And then it's, I, I like to engage in like a lot of creative pursuits myself. I find that really inspiring. So like I love to cook and not just like get dinner on the table, but a little bit more than that. I also, I attend a write, a creative writing group. I've trying to learn to sketch. I'm horrible at it, but I really enjoy the process. Yes. <laughs> and so like, I love, I love kind of just getting involved in different creative things. And that it, it, it kind of raises my level of inspiration across everything when I can do that, you know, a little bit of that every day. So it really does. Oh my goodness. I'm kind of laughing inside because we are similar, but like flipped. So like I, I, my creativity is in the sketching and the drawing and I definitely just plot food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like I have to feed you humans. It's here you go. So like well, I, I love good food. It's just I think it might be time. It's probably time, but yeah. yeah. You know, during the week it's hard and if you have kids and they're, you know, they can be difficult to cook for, but I will definitely like, you know, on a winter Sunday afternoon, I could putz around my kitchen all afternoon. I love that. I actually just, this weekend, I had a, a big experiment. I made arancini, the little Italian rice balls. I actually wrote about it in my blog that went out this morning. And it, because it, it took like all day to make these and it was, it was quite the adventure, but it was really cool to make them and we had a delicious dinner so it was a lot of fun <laughs> yes yes and then you like to listen to nonfiction audio and read fiction I like to listen to fiction and read nonfiction That's funny yes I think for me like when I listen to it they do such a better job at making their characters come alive because they're like basically voice actors and it just yeah. I get so sucked into it I have to very strategically listen to fiction if I'm like, if I have a busy week, I shouldn't go into it because once the climax hits, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to listen to this. <laughs> so I know. I know. I I once saw a meme about that, about like staying up too late because it's like I have a good book and a really bad sense of like boundaries around it because, you know, <laughs> yes. it's like late at night and the book is you're like, okay, well, one more chapter, well, one more chapter, one more chapter. And then it's like 1230 and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get up in five yeah, hours. That That is me. Like when the rising action starts to happen, I'm just like, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> so. I have the same problem. Absolutely. A lot of good books out there. There is. So good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is such a good conversation, if anything, just for me. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yes. How can people find you online? So I have my website, which is Kathleen-Lawson.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and I have a Facebook page. Those are the best places to catch me. I do post social media regularly, so you can catch my videos and my other posts. Okay, very good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this. I am just excited for all that you are doing. And just remind my guests as well for listening. I have a goal that you get five coffee chats and two discovery calls. And so I'm really right. encouraging my listeners to like move from just being a listener to like continuing the conversation beyond this point. I 
Yeah, I would love that. I love doing coffee chats with people. I love hearing about their businesses and I'm always happy to share some nuggets. So absolutely book a call. I'd love to talk. All right. So you know what to do. Go down in the show notes, find Kathleen, follow her, book a time to chat. I know she's really looking forward to connecting with my listeners and I just absolutely love all that Kathleen does. And if you're still listening to this podcast, which is statistically amazing, I would love it if you could leave a rating or review for the Discovery Call podcast. This will help bring this podcast to new listeners who may benefit from learning all that we give here on this podcast. Well, you know what to do. And I will see you next time on another Discovery Call.